check, check. Check, testing, testing, check, check. Check, testing, testing. Hold on. Check, check. Hey, check, check, check. How's everyone doing? It's good to see you in person. If you're hearing my voice online, tag someone. Invite them to online service. We good, Dusty?
Good morning. Welcome to worship. Will you stand with me? Hold on one second. I've lost my guitar. Are you all hearing me? This is the joys of electronics. I'm going to play loud and hopefully we'll figure it out soon. Sorry, y'all. Will you give me one second? Let's start this off right. Um, Dusty, can you mute me for a second? And while I'm doing this, go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Cold. Is does forty degrees qualify as cold? Discuss. celebrate today and worship him. Let's try this. Anything? All right, Dusty, one more thing. Can you grab me a 9-volt battery? Let's see if that fixes it. Y'all, it's the cold weather. It's doing it. Kimmy, maybe turn up the lights so that people can see each other and talk. Wow, I've never done this before. This is kind of crazy. If you're visiting with us, um, This has never happened, but I will tell you that stuff like this happens a lot, so we're just kind of, we just take it like it is, so. Alright, the good news is it's working. The bad news is now you may hear me play. So we'll find out.
there's nothing. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing is better than you. So I'm not afraid to show you my. 
Thank you, God. You are the way maker, and we've experienced that in our lives. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for your saving grace. Thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. New, new, new. You don't always give us more than we need, but you always give us enough. You give us exactly what we need, and so we praise you. We thank you that you are the God that supplies all of our needs, and you still find ways to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever think or imagine when it comes to fulfilling your purpose and realigning the arc of history to this kingdom of God that you've called us into. We thank you that you're such a good God. Thank you for this time to celebrate what you've been doing in our lives this first month of 2022. I pray that, that we will honor you today with hearts of praise and that maybe it will help make sure that the rest of our year is calibrated to this mercy and love that you freely give to us that you've called us to extend we pray this in your name Amen Today is Celebration Sunday. We've been in 21 days of prayer and fasting. Some of us have been gathering here to pray. Many of us have been doing this on our own at home and in our work. And I want to take a moment and give you an opportunity to share what God is doing in your life. We don't do this every Sunday. We probably should do it more than we do. Revelation tells us that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And so I want to give you a chance to become an overcomer right now. And I want to give you an opportunity to tell us what God has been doing in your life. So I'm going to open it up. This is a scary moment. I told them, it's like, are 50 people going to share or zero people going to share? We don't, oh, I see one. Hey, Mary. I, I knew if you were here. Okay, so first, at the end of last year and at the beginning of this year, the medical people thought I could have cancer in two different places. One of them is ruled out, the other one we're waiting. But my prayer is that our children, and it will sound weird to you because we only have two daughters, but we have 12 children. So my prayer is that our children who don't particularly care about God at this moment. God will use this. I've been praying for several years that God would prepare me for whatever it is that God needs to bring my children back to him. And I I really don't care what it is. I just want them back walking with God. That's one. Two, um, I told you before about my neighbor that I've been praying for for two years before I'd even ever met her, and she was really surprised at that. Well, she's a very um, private person. She does not come out often. 
But we came home one day, and she was out watering her lawn, which she doesn't do often. I said, I've got to go over and see her. Well, I was there for two hours, because every conversation that I have with her, it's scattered out. But when we have the conversation, it lasts for several hours. So my way of introducing people to Jesus is I always start with God, because people more or less know about God. They don't really know anything about Jesus, except it's something you say when you stub your toe. So, so God gave me this golden opportunity to talk to her first about him and let that sink in a little and onto something else, and then about Jesus and let that sink in a little, and then about Jesus working in other people's lives and in my life. So that's huge because she just happened to be watering her lawn when I was driving by. You know God put that in place. Okay, that's two. And I forget three, so if I remember it, I'll pass the mic back. Okay. Yeah, you have to have three points or it's not a sermon. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Pastor Garen, it's nice to see you again. Patty and I are here, Mandy and Jason's mom and dad. And I just got to share with you 21 days of prayer. So we did 21 days of prayer also. And what it got to me was connectiveness through all of the people that shared. In fact, we're actually developing new small groups because of it. And I just hope that door opens here, too. You guys get together and do that kind of stuff. But I just want to tell you, even being up in Michigan, coming here and hearing 21 days of prayer, it's like a door's open here, too, for relationship, for connectiveness. So I just think it's great to be able to worship with brothers and sisters down here in an appropriate state versus where I came from in Michigan. But thanks for having us this morning. Anyone else? You want to sit or you want to stand? Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's do it. Many of you know that uh, I'm blind in one eye and got a hole in the retina in the other eye. I can't read. I don't know what's up there on the screen, but I worship the Lord here all the time. And so in this new year and everything, I have this. This is a Bible, the whole Bible in here. And it tell, it reads the Bible from Genesis right on up to the end of the Bible. And I have been enjoying them. I'm in Joshua now towards the end. And I read, I don't read, I hear the Bible about five to ten chapters just about every day, except Sunday. Sunday is off. (laughs) (laughs) I hear about five preachers in the morning before I come to church anyhow. So what it is, this is the whole Bible. My granddaughter sent it to me for Christmas, and I have really been enjoying it. I hear, I have heard a lot in here of things in the Bible that I didn't even know. And you take uh, their uh, uh, first, after Genesis, the next two books in the Bible... And it has umpteen names in it. No wonder some people don't read all the Bible. I wouldn't be able to pronounce the names anyhow, but I have been really enjoying it. 
And I just want to know here, and you'll hear it here. Chapter 20. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Say to the people of Israel, Appoint the cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the manslayer who strikes any person without intent or unknowingly may flee there. They shall be for you a refuge from the avenger of blood. He shall flee to one of them. So you see, this is if anyone would want this, I don't even know where my grandchild even got it. She didn't even send me the directions to run it. There's some buttons on the side, and I don't know. She didn't have no directions, or she didn't send it to me or anything. So I'm just wobbled to it. But this is wonderful since I'm blind. Is there anyone else? I don't want to prolong it, but I don't want to cut you off from a blessing that you might need. Well, let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the way that you are shaping us. Thank you for the way that you are creating new in our hearts. Thank you for the way that you are. Well, hopefully you're making us just a little bit more like you. As we get into your word and as we talk with you and as we listen to you. Which is such an important component of prayer. God, I pray that we will. Continue for the next 11 months down this journey of drawing closer and closer and more into your life. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this people. Thank you for our community and our opportunity to minister to people all around us right here in Port Orange. I pray that you will help us this year to be focused on the things that are of you. We pray this In your name, amen. We're going to sing again. I thought the band was going to be going by now, but uh, but, uh, come on, y'all. Will you stand with us one more time? Let's sing.
God is with us. Lift your voice this morning. God is with us. God is on our side. He will
Amen. Hey, I want to remind you guys, uh, you know, I know we had a moment of testimony earlier, but e- even throughout the whole service, if there's, a, if there's a party that just feels like God's tugging on your heart, I've been there before where it was testimony time, and the next thing you know, it kind of ended, it went away, and the next thing you know, God was like, I wanted you to say something. I was like, man, you know what, you're right. Uh, and so if that happens to you this morning, then feel free to stand up, give a hoot or a holler, and let us know what God's putting on your heart. Uh, but we come to a time in the service where we get to pass the peace. And we do this here at Port Orange Church of Nazarene as a reminder that we not only are here to serve God, right? We know this, this is obvious, but we, we want to be a people that, is, that are truly at peace with one another as well, too. And the peace that we talk about in this time when we pass the peace with one another um, is the peace that God has that it passes all understanding. Um, in one of the songs by Maverick City, he says, I have peace that makes no sense. And it's true. The peace that God grants to us as people is a peace that could honestly and truly make absolutely no sense. It's just it's the calming of the of, you know, in the middle of chaos, it could be or it could be in the middle of a heartache or even a joyful moment where you just want to scream and shout. But you just have this like, wow, just be in awe of God and be in peace with him. And so what we want to be at peace with one another as well, too. Right. We don't want to come in here, you know, uh, mad. Right. You know, every time I'm, if I'm mad at Garen, I go to him. It happens often. And, uh, and I'll let him know. I'll say, hey, listen, you know, uh, I'm a little mad at you and we squared away. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But guys, may I be the first to tell you this morning, may the peace of the Lord be with you. Will you pass that peace with one another, please? Take a moment. Well, I um, have a couple of announcements. Um, I'm going to keep it short. We're going to keep it to two things. First thing is we are coming to the end of our Jumpstart January. If you'll remember, we started January 1st and we said everyone always says they want to read the Bible through this year and it's always so hard. And so we said, what if we could give you 33 books of the Bible in one month? And then you had 11 months to do the other 33 books of the Bible. Well, hopefully you've been keeping up with that. And if you haven't, that's okay. You can start now because guess what? If you started today, you could still go a year from now and it would still be the same amount of time. You would just start with some longer books of the Bible and finish with all the short ones that are really great, like the epistles and some of those things. So if you want to join us on this journey, we have... um, Packets in the back, just a little thing that will tell you, hey, on this day, read these two or three chapters and join us on this journey as we get more into God's word this year. The second thing, I'm so excited. You're going to want to be at church next week because we are going to have a big announcement that I think you're going to like. I hope you're going to like. And so I'm not going to tell you much more about it other than join us for church next week because we have some great things coming down the line for you starting February Six. And that's it. Justin, you're up. I'm up. I just wanted to go grab one of these calendars back there. Who brought this, by the way? Did somebody? Okay. So listen to this, guys. This is a prayer calendar. As we, we kind of, you know, venture off towards the tail end of our uh, 21 days of prayer, 
I want to remind you guys that uh, we don't want to just be praying for 21 days out of the year and that's it. We can continue to keep praying. And if you happen to be the person that says, well, man, sometimes I just don't know exactly what to pray with. This calendar is pretty neat. I just, I, 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 I just peeked through it just a little bit last Sunday. But when you, when you open up this calendar, it's, first of all, it's a calendar, so it'll tell you what day it is, right? You know, and then also, too, it gives you things to pray for. So this is every single day. So, you know, if you don't know what to pray for, then uh, we've got a whole year of things in every single day to pray for, right? Uh, guys, I was on my way this morning uh, to church, and um, I said, man, is it cold out. And now, listen, I'm going to warn you guys. I thought something came through my head, and, you know, I said, man, you know what? This is probably not the best thought to think of real quick. But, you know, I was like, but it's a, it's a, the thought came through my head. I said, this is probably the first Sunday in my life that I'm driving in a church, and it's so freezing. I was like, man, you know what? Hell don't sound that bad. You know, nice little warm fire going on, you know? I forgot, I was, was, it, was it you, Sherry, that I was talking with? I said, man, you know, I said, God's got to, like, you know, we got to make a hell that's like of just ice, because what about us people who, like, live in Florida for a reason, right? We love the heat, you know? And so I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, if, if, if I came in the pastor's preaching, hell is an icy place that is nothing but cold, I would be like, okay, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to heaven because I don't want to be over there. Because this morning I kind of was like, hey, you know, it doesn't sound that bad, you know. Hopefully the sermon's not on hell this morning because, uh... <laughs> anyways, guys, uh, Garen's like, I don't even know what to do right now. <laughs> We're going to continue in our worship uh, with, with, with being able to give back to God. And first of all, I, I got to say this. I know that, uh, you know, we, don't, we, don't, we had it up here a few months ago or a month ago or so, but I got to just mention this. It is such an honor, really. I mean, it's so amazing to be a part of a church that we have recently uh, paid off our mortgage. And it's just so amazing to be able to, you know, to see all the years. You know, I mean, you think of the people that have come here and that, you know, have passed away, but the fruits of their labor has paid off, right? I think of the people who, you know, who might not go here anymore, right? And it's like, hey, you know, what you've put in has paid off, right? And so it's just such an amazing opportunity to, uh, to, you know, I, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it where I'm like, man, you know, we done paid off the mortgage. That's amazing. And so, you know... This is just an opportunity that we have to just give back to God. Uh, you know, it's it's one of the, you know, some of us, we can't really, like, you know, go to Walmart and just buy, you know, a gift, a toy, like I could do for my girls, and just say, hey, girls, here it is, and then they get all excited. We can't just go do that. We can't go pick out a gift at Walmart for God. Uh, but this is an opportunity that we actually can just say, hey, look, here's an easy way to truly give to him and what his word describes as, you know, being able to, Give to his ministry. And so we just, we pray to bless this time, um, you know, because what, what we can do, right? This is how much we can do with, with money and resources and time. And God could do so much more with it. And so we, we pray for this time because we say, hey, God, look, we're going to give you, we're going we're gonna to put something in your hands. And we just ask that you multiply it. We ask that you make the most of it. And so let's just go to him real quick in prayer. Lord. We are a people that, Lord, we can never outgive you and we can never give you too much. But, Lord, I pray that as we give to you, Lord, I pray for a few things. Lord, I ask that you be glorified, that your name would be lifted up. Lord, I pray that we would give with cheerful hearts. And, Father, I pray most importantly, Lord, that you would multiply it, that your kingdom would be furthered because of it. Lord, that that now that the task of the mortgage being paid off, Lord, that we would have resources to go outside of this building even more so. 
And Lord, that your kingdom would be brought to the multitudes. Lord, we pray for this offering. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys will see a couple different ways to give on the screen here in just a moment. And then as well as there's some drop boxes in the back foyer on your way out. If I haven't met you today, my name is Garen, and I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, it is really a joy to, wow, to serve with some great people. Justin, you never know what he's going to say, but that's why he's perfect for youth. So <laughs> Justin helps us with our youth if, if you're visiting with us. Um, uh, we have Tim, who's our online pastor. He is probably right now typing in something. He is the one that connects with with people all around the U.S. that are tuning into our services. We have Jen, who's our teaching pastor. She's with the kids this morning. We have Jason, who is, we still have to give you a title. I, I want to call it creative pastor, but that may be too generic. But Jason is our newest addition, and he is helping us rethink what it means to be on mission and to be more co-vocational. I have a job, but I also have a mission, and my mission is where my job intersects many times. And so Jason is um, one of our newer pastors, but we're so glad that he's here. So last week, I apologize, we had some technical difficulties, and so if you weren't in the service, you didn't hear it. Um, but last week, I told you about my friend Leslie, Leslie Burns, and I told you about Lynn Cody, who... Uh, um, served faithfully at this church for decades. And we talked about how, how they were prayer warriors. They didn't just pray and then let it go. They prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And it was their, their effective and consistent and faithful prayer through the good times, through the bad times, through the joys, through the monotonies. Sometimes you just feel like, God, I feel like I've prayed this forever. But I'm going to push through and continue praying because I believe you're about to do something. So we talked about those two. I want to tell you about Levi today. Levi was in my church in Nashville and when I was growing up. And this guy, you want to talk about, like, he was old school. When he would come to church, he was decked out. I mean, he was dressed prima. I don't think I ever saw Levi not in a suit. I mean, even on, like, Work days at the church, he'd be like in slacks and a button down. I don't know why, but that's just how he was. Levi was funny. Oh my goodness. So when my family moved to Nashville, um, we would have Sunday evening services. I know, do you remember those? Sunday evening services? Some churches had them. Um, well, after service, our church, half of us, would descend upon Shoney's restaurant after the service, and we'd all be eating. And we had been at, in Nashville, I don't know, a couple of months. And Levi came around to our table. We were finishing up. The, the 
table had been cleared, the waitress had left the check, and we were just kind of talking, and Levi comes up, and, oh, Pastor Showalter, um, talking to my dad, oh, loved that service tonight, it was just, oh, we're so glad you're here, can, can I take care of your check for you? And my dad's like, no, 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 you don't need to do that, I would really like to take care of your check for you. Okay, well, thank you. So he picked up the check. There you go. <laughs> and walked off, giggling. <laughs> and then my dad has to go. I was like, um, here's my bill in four pieces. Um, <laughs> that's the kind of humor that Levi had. He was funny. He was also... Uh, Brad's already thinking, who can I try that on? <laughs> No, he didn't pay it. He took care of it by ripping it up. <laughs> oh, was that not clear? So he said, I want to take care of the check. And then he just ripped it up and set it back on the table. And so my dad had to take like this pile of trash. And, you know, the lady at the cashier is like, um, what did you do? And, I didn't do anything. It was him. You can't do that. Oh. Levi was funny, but he was also a prayer. I mean, this man touched heaven. When he prayed, he would pray. He did the long haul pray, praying like he would pray and pray and pray. I remember one time we had this teen revival and we had a youth speaker come in and the church was packed and we had 60 or 80 teens. And we always sat in this section of the church, this section of the sanctuary. And so all the teens are over here and at the end of every service, you know, like, this side of the sanctuary, the altars are all lined, the people are praying, this and that. And then one night, I noticed, a lot of the teens are over here, and then there's this small, this small group over here. And I'm like, oh wow, I wonder what's going on over there. And I've talked about him before, but it was my friend Earl. Earl it was my friend that everyone was afraid of in the youth group. Earl was the guy that was doing anything that was illegal. He had been in and out of juvie so many times that they were like, if you come back, we are going to consider treating you like an adult. Like, he was that guy. He was, he was the kind of guy that you were just afraid to get around because you didn't know what he would do, and it would never be good. The teens didn't really spend a lot of time with Earl because we were afraid of him. Levi prayed for Earl for months and for years and for years, possibly being one of the only people praying for Earl. What we saw as a lost cause, Levi saw as someone in need of God's grace. It's embarrassing to think that we had 60 to 80 teens and it took a 65-year-old man to invite a teenager to a youth revival service where his life was forever changed. But that's what Levi did. He, he just knew that the stakes were too high, so he, so he stood in the gap for Earl and just prayed and prayed and prayed. And it took years. But God answered those prayers. Aren't you thankful that God still answers prayers? Maybe not in our time frame, the way we want God to answer prayers, but God still answers prayers. Let me tell you about one more person. Her name is Kelly. One of the sweetest people I know. She has a heart for people. She has a heart for animals. She's just a kind 
person. I've known Kelly for years. We grew up together. I know her family. It was in the late 80s that she went off to college and her life kind of got sidetracked. And I won't go into all the details, but her life wasn't what it should have been and she wasn't living for who she should have been living for. And I prayed for Kelly. And her parents prayed for Kelly and her friends prayed for Kelly. And we prayed and prayed and there were times when it felt like nothing would happen. And guess what? Nothing happened for the rest of the 80s. And we prayed and we prayed and nothing happened through the 90s, through the 2000s. Through the two thousand teens, the twenty ones, we prayed and prayed and prayed, and where it felt like nothing was happening, God was working because God is always working. So, flash forward to. When the world went crazy and the pandemic hit us and all of a sudden churches like us who had never gone live or recorded all of a sudden were thrust into this new ministry arena of how are we going to still communicate to our people when we can't gather and so we started live streaming. And it's been an interesting thing to see how we, well, Pastor Tim is our online pastor because we have people that watch us every week in Ohio and in Texas, and in Tennessee, and in Idaho, and we have one person in Montana, Kelly. Kelly started watching. She had a connection to me and Jen. And it was a few months into us live streaming that Kelly's dad called and said, you need to call Kelly. I said, uh-oh, what happened? Something wrong? Just call her. So I called Kelly. Hey, what's going on? She said, God's been working on me. And and I've rededicated my life to him. Thirty-three years of prayers answered. Let me just encourage you. When you feel like your prayers are not reaching past the cement ceiling... Pray on. God is moving. God is working. It may not happen in the time frame that you want. It rarely does. And it usually doesn't happen in the way that you want. But God is moving. Kelly got saved. It wasn't anything that I said. It wasn't anything that we sang. It was that she was making herself open to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit does a much better job of bringing people to Jesus than we ever will. And so the Holy Spirit was working on Kelly. And Kelly surrendered and said, I'm ready for it. And it has been amazing over the past year to watch her grow. Give me someone else to read. I like N.T. Wright. I like uh, Henry Nouwen. Give me someone else that's like that. Who, who can I listen to for podcasts while I'm working? How can I grow? What, what do you have for me? She's just soaking it all in because she wants as much of Jesus as she can have. And what a transformation. And it didn't happen overnight. We like these Cinderella stories. It was a long haul praying. And God answered prayers. Because that's what God does. God 
answers prayers. So I want to tell you a story. It's in the book of Daniel. And, and in case you don't have, know much about Daniel, Daniel's in the Old Testament. And if you've ever heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, that's in the book of Daniel. If you've ever heard about the, um, the, the, um, the meal where the king who was disobeying God and the hand on the wall wrote, and I don't remember what it said in Aramaic, but it basically translates, um, you have been weighed and you have been found wanting. And that night the king died. It's the book where Daniel, our protagonist, was in the lion's den for refusing to stop praying to God. And it's in chapter 10 that I want to read today. Chapter 10 says this. In the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, also known as Belteshazzar, we're going to call him Daniel, had another vision. He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future. Times of war and great hardship. Sometimes the word of God is not always joyful in the moment. Just stopping there as a side note. When, his vision, when this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. Three whole weeks, 21 days. Wink. At that time, I had eaten no rich food. No meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. On April 23rd, as I was standing out on the banks of the great Tigris River, I looked up and I saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. And his body looked like a precious gem and his face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. Only I... Daniel saw this vision. Side note here. These aren't part of my points, but when God gives you a vision, sometimes for a while it's only your vision. But that doesn't mean it's not from God if it's a God vision. Let's keep going. The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision and my strength left me and my face grew deathly pale and I felt very weak. Then I heard the man speak and when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and I lay there with my face on the ground. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling to my hands and knees. And the man said to me, Daniel, You're very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. And then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven. And I've come to answer your prayers. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. This would have been, in those days, they would have called that an evil spirit. They would have identified it as, oh, it's the prince of Persia. 
Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to me and helped me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. And now I'm here to explain what will happen to your people in the future. For this vision concerns a time yet to come. I just want to give you a couple of thoughts, and then we're going to come to the table The first thing when I read this passage is simply this. God's word is always for a specific time. I love that modern calendars will allow us to look back. When we look back at Daniel's writing and they said it was in the first month or it was in the something day, I think it was the 14th day of the first month. And when we track that back, they can tell you that it was April 23rd by our modern calendar. Isn't that amazing that we can know specifically who was being spoken to, when they were being spoken to, and then we can look at the historical reference and we can understand the context of what is being said to Daniel because God's word is for a specific time. Now hear me, we believe at this church that that God's word is constant. It never changes. We believe that when Isaiah 40 says the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever, we believe that. But at the same time, we also believe that God's timeless words are always timely. And that when God speaks to you and me, he speaks in new and fresh ways. Never contradicting the truth of God, but it's always For a specific time. It's always relevant to what we're facing. God's word is always for a specific time. The next thing I see is God's word is always for a specific people. This vision was sent to Daniel in response to his prayers, specifically for the Hebrew people in that particular time in history. It was for a specific people. Now, at our church, we believe that God's word is universal and specific. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, it's universal. God's plan is for all of humanity to be saved. There is not a person where God does not want to love them and have relationship with them forever. His love is universal. Second Peter says, He, being God, does not want anyone to be destroyed. He wants everyone to repent. That's what we mean by God's word and God's love being universal. It is for everyone. If you feel like you are beyond God's love, you're wrong. God's love is universal. God's love is also very specific. God has a word for you individually. If you are God's child, God has a word for you. Are you listening for it? God's word is for specific people in specific times. God's word is universal in that God's word is love. And God loves us all. The third thing is God hears us when we pray. Not only does God hear, but God answers. I love verse 12. 
Gabriel said, the moment you prayed, God heard and sent the answer. God wasn't sitting up in heaven somewhere, very laissez-faire, let's just see what happens. God wasn't sitting up in heaven saying, let's see if they really mean it. How long will they pray? God wasn't sitting up there saying, I'm going to answer, but first I'm going to make them sweat a little bit. The moment we pray, God hears us. I believe that. If we are his, he hears us when we call. I also believe that God's, God's motion is set in place when we pray. That doesn't mean we always see instant results. Levi praying for Earl. People praying for Kelly. It took God orchestrating God's perfect plan to bring those events But it doesn't mean that God was absent for the years where we didn't see something happening. It meant God was working in ways that we didn't necessarily see and we didn't necessarily understand. But it doesn't mean that God wasn't working because God hears us when he calls. God answers our prayers. And if you're not sure about God answering prayers, talk to people in our church. There are miracles that are walking around among us. God answers prayers. Let me take just a moment and give you one miracle to pray for. Uh, Many of you know Vanessa. She called me last night and said, "Um, I I have COVID and it's hitting me really hard. Will you get people praying for me? I wasn't able to get on our prayer chain. So I'm asking you, whether you know Vanessa or not, if you believe in the power of prayer, I ask you to pray for Vanessa for her healing. Because we do believe that God answers our prayers. We are walking proof that God still hears and answers our prayers. The next thing I think about when I read that is when Gabriel says, Daniel, you are precious. Do you realize how precious you are to God? I don't know if you're like me, but I feel like if I can step back and look objectively, I beat myself up a lot. Do you do that? Beat yourself up for dumb things that you did, dumb things that you said. And it's easy when we go down that road to think, wow, am I getting close to God not loving me anymore? Let me tell you, I don't ever want anyone to come into this space and not hear this. You are loved by God. You are loved by By the creator of all things. You are loved by the one who controls the thermostat for volcanoes. You are loved by the one who decides whether or not Pluto is a planet or not. You are loved by the creator of the universe. And a God that big still loves you. I hope that no one ever leaves this place without hearing that. You're special. Psalm 139 says, you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. There's no one like you. There's nothing you can do that will make God love you less. 
There's nothing you can do that will make God love you more. And that goes back to our other. God's love is universal for everyone. And it is specific to you. Will you choose to live into that love and surrender to this Jesus? Finally, it's not your job to tell God how to fix things. It's not your job to be impatient or upset when it doesn't happen. Our job is to continue praying until the answer arrives. For years, Levi prayed for Earl. Levi may be the only person that was praying for Earl other than Earl's mama. How important is that role? And Levi prayed and prayed and prayed because the stakes were just too high for Earl. For decades, people prayed for Kelly. She had so many people praying for her, and we refused to believe that she was a lost cause. And so we prayed. I prayed for decades. Because you don't give up on your sister. Stakes are just too high. So for 30 years, my parents, me, our team, people in our teen group, friends around the world were praying for Kelly. It took a long time, but God is faithful. It's so beautiful to see her thriving. And I can't help but be afraid of what would have happened if we would have just stopped praying and given up. There's a song that was written in the 90s. I just want to read you the the refrain and the chorus. When your questions go unanswered and your prayers may seem in vain... They don't seem to make a difference. They don't seem to make a change. Just rest assured God knows your need and he hears each time you pray. Your prayers are reaching heaven and the answer's on its way. So pray on. You are who the Lord is looking for. Pray on because this will tear the mighty strongholds down. Stay on your knees, for this is where the battle is won. Very soon you'll see the victory. Pray on. One of my favorite authors, um, Oswald Chambers, says, Prayer is not preparation for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. You want to know how you can be most effective? Develop a stronger and deeper prayer life. The actions have to come out of a heart of prayer. It doesn't work the other way around. Pray on. These 21 days of prayer and fasting, we've been, we've been praying. And it's easy to say, well, that's done. Let's move on to February. Let me just challenge you to pray on. Last week, if you weren't here, I'm going to extend the challenge now. I want you to ask God to put one person on your heart right now. Someone that you know needs prayer. It may be for a physical need. It may be for spiritual healing. It may be, I don't know what it's for. 
But ask God right now, God, give me one person to pray for. And then here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray for them for the rest of the year. I want you to put their name in your wallet or on your mirror or somewhere where you see it frequently. And I want you to pray for that person and pray for that need. And here's the beautiful thing. Your prayer will morph throughout the year. You may be praying for the need and then you may notice that their heart is starting to be tender. And so not only are you praying for the need, but you pray that God will continue to reach that person and that you could maybe be part of the solution. And then as things happen and maybe God answers prayer, you don't go, awesome, thanks God, now who's next? No, you continue praying for that person, that God will strengthen that person and you love them and you pray for them and you disciple them through the issue and you stay praying for them. Ask God to give you that one person and then pray for them. And don't get weary and don't get discouraged. Some of you are going to see prayers answered immediately. Others of you may go through the whole year and say, I don't feel like the needle has moved. Pray on. And don't let results dictate whether or not you feel like your prayers are being successful. Your prayers are being heard by God whether the answer arrives or not. That's up to God. Your job is to be faithful and to pray. So pray on. Jesus, I fear that we talk to you so regularly that it becomes something less than what it should be, that we are talking to our Savior, the one who has changed our eternal destiny I pray that you will give us a newfound awe and wonder for the God that we are praying to. In the same sense, Jesus, I pray that you will make yourself even more real to us in a personal way, in a real way, deep down in our soul. I pray that you'll create a hunger for more of your word for more time in prayer. God, I pray that we will set out time specifically for prayer. But God, I also pray that when we're driving down the road in the car, that we'll start praying. That when we are working, we will have these whisper prayers. God, be with that person. God, help this situation. And it doesn't have to be that we get out of our chair and we hop down on one knee. But God, we are living in this constant state of prayer. God, I believe that you want to have communion with us all the time, not just before we eat and before we go to bed. Help us to live our lives understanding that you are with us always and you want to have a conversation. Be with us as we pray to you. Be with us as we listen to you, which is such an important part of prayer that we neglect. And when you speak, Lord, may we listen. We pray this in the beautiful name of Jesus, the only one who could save us. Amen. Amen. Karen, you said 30 years? 33. 33 years. Was it worth it? Every minute. Every minute was worth it. Even I think of even the time in between for those 33 years that you would go to God in prayer, how you would share his heart, how your heart would break for what his heart breaks for. And, and, and what your heart was breaking for in that one moment is on a, on a magnitude and just being able to share in a moment with God, you know, for those 33 years. Um, 
you know, that one day he came to you and he said, hey, you know, we heard you 33 years ago. We heard you, man. We heard you. We just, you know, but the time has come now. And thank you for being on the other end of it. You know, and I just think of how many times we might find ourselves praying for something, but we don't wait long enough to get the results from it. Right. But then I also think of those of us who are faithful in prayer, so faithful that it might take 33 years to see the results of our prayers. But then for that person that takes on their prayer life so much. I mean, I I know a couple people that even in even in their death, even after they're dead, their prayers are still being answered now. That's the kind of that's the kind of prayer that I want. You know, everybody's always like, I want to build up a business, a life for my generation. I want to build up a, a prayer uh, of I want to build up a life of so much prayer that even after I'm, you know, after I'm dead and I'm gone and I'm with Jesus. He's like, look at that. Remember that prayer you prayed for? It's happening right now. Years to come. You know, we come to a time this morning where we get to come to a table united with one head, one Father, Jesus. And so if you guys happen to not get your elements, uh, they're there on the back table. If you want to go grab them, um, go ahead. But um, there was a, a mighty God who is literally the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He is the, he's, there's nobody stronger than him, period. There's nobody that can get nothing done like how he can. He created everybody on this earth, and so even if you think of the strongest man on earth, he's stronger than that man, right? The weakest in heaven is stronger than the strongest person here, right? That's how amazing God is. If he says it, it happens. And one day he humbled himself, and he came here to earth. And he was born in a manger, very humble, right? Not even like, you know, and he didn't come on chariots and come in and scream and holler, I'm your king. He came and he was at the very bottom of the totem pole, right? He, he served everybody, right? And he served everybody so much so to the point of death. They said, man, this guy's so annoying. He's, he's claiming to be a king and he's sitting here at the bottom. He's a nobody, right? Imagine like if, you know, if, you know, somebody was sitting there vacuuming the room over there and then they come out at the end of service and they're like, oh yeah, I'm the pastor here. He's like, you're the pastor. What about all those guys that were up there preaching and talking? All those are the pastors. And so they were mad. They were, I'm annoyed. You're supposed to be a king on a throne and, and ruling over the nation. And you, you're coming over here hanging out with the prostitutes and the people who are sick and the, and the losers and the nobodies. You're hanging out with them? No way, man. Forget this guy. He's claiming to be a king. Let's kill him. And, and, he, and he humbly said, okay. All right, so what you want to do again? Let's do it. I'll let you do that as well. And the Bible describes it that they beat him so badly that you couldn't even recognize him anymore. That when you, if you went to go see him in that time, that he, that he, that you couldn't even see it. That's Jesus. That's him. You know, if you weren't there to see it happen and you didn't know that it was him, you wouldn't believe that it was him. He was beaten beyond recognition. And he passed. He died. He gave up his breath. The Bible says he gave up his spirit. But three days later, he rose again. You see, he went to the lowest depths of hell that he possibly can go to, and he snatched those keys up and he said, "Thank you. Bye now." And he left. And now he rules over everything, even over anything that you could possibly ever go through in your life. And the reason why we come to the table and we break this bread is we're reminded of who Jesus is. And the reason why we drink, we, rem- we remember him. But not for who he was, but also for who he is in our lives. And so if you would take this time for a moment in your own heart, as you take these elements, to think of who Jesus is what he's done for you and also what he is in the middle of doing for you 
and he will, what he will continue to do for generations to come. Take a moment now and take these elements as you please. What a life he lived on the short little bit of time that he had here. That even so many years later we would all be here for him and for his kingdom. I mean, it's only proof that he continues to still live. It's only proof that he continues to still change hearts. And that's why we're all here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. What an awesome God you are. What a faithful God you are. Lord, I pray that you would give us the courage to seek you and to seek your kingdom. Lord, that we would pray that your will will be done. Lord, that the prayers that we send up to you, Lord, that we would know who they're going to. And Lord, that we, would, that we would remain a faithful people to see those come to life, those prayers answered. And God, one day, one day we'll either leave here to go with you or you're going to come here to get us all. And Father, when that day comes, man, I can only imagine, as Daniel is not even meeting with you, he's meeting with an angel. And and he he's trembling at the you know at the angel. And it wasn't even a strong angel. He had to get Michael to come over and help him out. But Lord, I can only imagine how amazing it's going to be to be in your presence. All the time. Lord, I pray that we hold on. And keep us strong in Jesus' name. Amen. good to see your face today. It's good to see you visiting with us. If you're visiting with us, we hope that you'll come back. At Pionaz, we have something that we call Try Five. Every week is different, I promise. <laughs> so we, we encourage you to try us for five weeks. See if this might be the community where you want to connect. And if it's not, we'll help you find the right place. Uh, but uh, we hope that we will see you again. Uh, we sing our benediction here. That's what we do. And so um, if you know this, if you're a regular, sing with me. And if not, just receive this blessing. We sing hallelujah. Let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes. Let your will be done as we go in your name. We shout and we proclaim 
let your will be done in us. Go in peace, prayer warriors. Jim, what a great gift. What a great gift, that Bible. That's amazing. Excited. We love hanging out with y'all.